Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hi Church. Hey, for those of you in the building today at either Thrive, Edenvale or Boxburg, welcome back to church. It is so good to be together physically, isn't it? It's week two of our return, our re-emergence back to physical church. Welcome back to where we belong. This is our home. This is our sacred space. This is the gateway to heaven. We're so thrilled to be together. And for those of you who are watching online on Thrive Online, Welcome to church. Welcome to church online. You know, we are One Thrive Church in three locations, Edenville, Boxburg, and online. And we've got people from all over the community, all over the world, watching today with you. So welcome. However, if you are in the Joburg and East Strand area, I want to warmly invite you and say, hey, join us. Get to church. Uh, we're having a ball here. We really are. Jesus reminded us that the theology of the physical, our physical presence, is so important. You know, when God wanted to show His love for mankind, He sent Jesus, who put on flesh and blood, and was physically present. There's nothing quite like physical presence. And we want to let you know that both campuses, all kids' venues, every single venue, has been fully sanitized before every service. Really, honestly, you are safer in church than anywhere else at the moment apart from your own home. You really are so safe here. So welcome to church. Good to have you with us today. Hey church, and speaking of being physically present, our prayer room kicked off this last Wednesday. Oh man, prayer rooms, both campuses, Edenville and Boxburg on Wednesdays. You can hop onto the Thrive Church app or onto our website and book a slot for yourself there. And life groups kick off this Wednesday. They start this Wednesday. There's nothing like being in a life-giving community. Again, the website and the app will tell you all you need to know and you'll be able to sign up for a life-giving life group where you can do life together with people on the app or the website. Hey church, you know as well as I do, we all live in a world that's been somewhat traumatized by 2020. It really has, and it can be so tempting to go with the culture and say, hey, let's start over next year. It's pretty normal and pretty natural to think that way. In fact, it is pretty tempting too. But Scripture teaches us something profoundly different. It teaches us to make the most of every opportunity. I'm going to start today by telling us the story of when I made the most of the opportunity that presented itself. Candace and I had just started dating. We just started to get to know each other, in fact. We hadn't even properly dated yet. We just started to get to know each other. And after one evening with a group of friends, we were dropping some friends back home. And as we did so, we dropped them back home and there were two people in the front of the car and Candace and I were in the back seat of the car. And as we drove home to go and drop off the rest of us, uh, I took the opportunity to reach for a hand in the back of the car. And I was so glad that it was responded to with lightning speed. As I leaned over and reached out for her hand, she took hold of it equally quickly. And every guy knows that feeling 
of putting yourself out there and hoping that it gets responded to quickly. Now, I made the most of that opportunity, but one week later I had a further opportunity. The opportunity was that one of our friends was having a dress-up party, and Pastor Cand went as Pocahontas. She dressed up as Pocahontas. I decided to dress up as Robin Hood. Robin Hood, a man in tights. Because when you've got legs like what I have, these legs look good in tights. I thought if there's one, one opportunity that I've got to impress her with my legs, I'm going to dress up like Robin Hood. <laughs> I made the most of every opportunity. The rest is history. We've been married for 17 years and I put it down to a good set of tights and a great set of legs. To all the young men in the house, you never know what can happen when you make the most of every opportunity, right? Anyway, the scripture we're going to dive in today teaches us how to make the most of every opportunity. Opportunities even on the back end of 2020. Because our series says it, 2020, it is not over yet. It's all about getting the right perspective. Talking about perspective, imagine for a moment with me that you were diagnosed with a terminal illness and you were told you only had three months to live. Would those three months become important to you? I bet they would. No matter if they were at the end of 2020, those three months would become very, very important for you. It's all about perspective, isn't it? Church, in our text today, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus and he says the following to them in Ephesians 5 verses 15 to 17. He says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Verse 15 tells us, Paul teaches us, be careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. The question then becomes, well, what makes someone wise? How do we know if we're wise? How do I know if I'm wise? I want to suggest to us today that there are two words that can help us. One word is worth, and the second word is duty. Worth and duty. It is to realize worth and to remember duty. To realize worth and to remember duty. Let me give you the example of a general in an army. If a general in the army understands, realizes the worth of his men, he will treat those men well. He will treat them wisely. But at the same time, if he holds intention, the importance and he realizes and remembers his duty then he will remember his duty to his country and the worth of his men will be married to the duty to his country. Put those two things together and you have a wise general. He'll know how to treat his men and he'll know when to take them into battle. The same is true of parents, a mom and a dad. If a mom and a dad as parents realize their worth, their worth as human beings, but also if they remember their duty, when you marry those two, you get wise parents. Here you've got parents that realize the worth of 
not only themselves as human beings, but their children, that their children are human beings made in the image of God, that's realizing their worth. Remembering their duty is that they have a duty to shape and mold and help and teach and look after and care for this little life that's been placed in their hands. That's when you get wise parents. They realize their worth and the worth of their children, but they also remember their duty. Wisdom, two words to help us, worth and duty. Realize worth, remember duty. Church, we can apply this methodology to any area in our lives. For example, our jobs. When we realize the worth of that job, you know, we realize the value of it, and then we remember the duty that we have to do that job to the best of our ability, well, we become wise employees, don't we? Same is true in marriage. When we realize the worth of our spouse, and then remember our duty to love them well, well, we become wise marriage partners. You can apply that in any area of your life, and just by remembering the words worth and duty, realizing worth, remembering duty, that helps us to live wisely, as Paul teaches us too. And the scripture continues on to verse 16. Paul encourages us not only to live wisely, but then in verse 16, to make the most of every opportunity. Making the most of every opportunity is literally buying the opportunity. That's the Greek wording there. It's literally buying the opportunity. It's actually a metaphor taken from the merchants and traders who would diligently observe and improve the conditions for their trade. They would look at it and, and buy the opportunity. So how do we buy the opportunity? How do we make the most of every opportunity. Well, church, I want to suggest it's the same two words, worth and duty. By the time you leave today, you're just going to have those two words in your mind, worth and duty. Here's the thing. We realize the worth of time and we remember the duty we have to spend it well. I sometimes wonder if we appreciate the importance of time, the worth of time enough. You know, we talk a lot about time, don't we? We talk about having too little time, about how time flies and how fast it goes, but we don't often talk in our culture about the worth of time, the value of time, the blessing of time, the preciousness of time. You know, time is described in two ways in Scripture. There are two Greek words that are used to describe time. The one is chronos, that refers to the flow of time, hands on a clock if you like, minute after minute, hour after hour, day after day, that's chronos time. But the second word is kairos time. That's a moment in time that's especially significant for us. And in our text for today, when Paul says to make the most of every opportunity, the Greek word used for that opportunity, buying the opportunity, is kairos. In other words, a significant moment. A significant moment in time. Paul is saying, make the most of every opportunity because you are living in a kairos time. You're living in a moment in time that's really significant and important. Remember the importance of the times that you are living in. You might say to me, well, why? Well, he goes on and tells us because the days are evil. The times we are living in are evil. Left to themselves, church, the days and the times that we live in are evil. We live in a world with millions of people still in slavery and being trafficked. 
we live where the rape and exploitation of God's children is still rife. Where people are still dying today, in today's day and age, of easily treatable diseases like malaria because of a lack of resource. We live in a world where we put refugees in cages and we separate the children from their parents. We live in a day where Christians are tortured and martyred for their faith. We live in a country with staggering poverty and even more staggering wealth. Yet we're rich and corrupt people who are in power steal literally food from the poor. We live in a world where we need to remind people that black lives matter and poor lives matter. And that's why we live in a Kairos moment, a moment in time that's significant. That's why we have to realize the importance of our times because the days are evil, but they can be redeemed. They can be bought back for good by followers of Jesus. And in a world like that, where there's so much difference to be made, ask yourself, do you want to sit back and just sit back like the culture and write off the rest of the year and waste an entire quarter of a year, three months? Or would you rather make the most of every opportunity? Every moment that you get, every single moment you get, because we live in crazy times. And we realize the worth of the time we have in the times that we're in. We realize the worth of the time that we're in and we remember our duty to time. You see, church, we can do only three things with our time, with our opportunities that get given to us. Only three things. We can waste our time, we can spend our time, and we can invest our time. We can waste it, spend it, or invest it. We can only do those three things. And there are actually three levels to time. Firstly, we can waste time. Doom scrolling. Scrolling social media. Netflix binge watching. Wasting time. We can spend time. Shopping. Doing errands. Tasks. You know, the stuff that needs to happen to make the household happen. That's spending time. Or thirdly, investing time. This is time where it's spent, that it's going to bring a return on investment. Reading, sleeping, coffee with a friend, exercising, developing a younger leader, reading scripture, praying, listening to a podcast, serving the poor, serving a church. That's an investment of time. There's going to be some return that's going to come from that investment. And so the question becomes, well, how do we move from one end of the spectrum, wasting time, to the other end of the spectrum, investing time? How can we do less wasting and more investing? Well, I think the secret is to come back to these two very important words, worth and duty. Time, it's precious. Its worth is immense. The most precious commodity on earth is time. Realize its worth. And we're living in a crazy Kairos time crazy unprecedented times, evil days. That's its worth. Our times are important. Where we're living at the moment, it's important. Realize the worth of our time, but then remember the duty that we have to move from wasting to spending to investing. 
that's how you make the most of every opportunity. You move from wasting to spending to investing. Gradually, less time wasting, more time spending, more time investing. The way to do that again is to realize the worth of the time that we have, how precious it is, and to remember the duty we have to this precious commodity, to invest it such that it yields a dividend, it brings interest, it bears a return on our investment. You know, the other day I was spending time with the Shine team. Shine is Thrive Church's nonprofit organization. It's our justice organization. And Shine does incredible work in the area of education for under-resourced kids. Shine does amazing work. This year has been a particularly hard year for Shine. Much of the work that gets done through the programs is a literacy program where grade twos and threes get helped with their literacy. With lockdown, schools closing, that clearly wasn't possible. But I was so inspired the other day, chatting to the Shine director. He was telling me how it is that they're thinking and planning to reinvent the tutoring program. The tutoring program at the moment is for grades um, 10s and 11s, where volunteers come alongside these grade 10s and 11s and tutor them in key subjects like maths and science and accounting. But COVID, lockdown, presented an amazing opportunity. What they've done at Shine is they've gone and they've started to approach some of the private schools in the greater Johannesburg area. It's private schools that have well-resourced kids and they've approached these schools with a view to getting these, these well-resourced kids but that are doing well academically and these kids in well-resourced schools are going to help tutor kids in under-resourced schools digitally on Zoom. All of a sudden, new volunteer pools and opportunities open up just through using technology. Shine has taken 2020 and far from it being a wasted year, they've spent time on the backbone of the organization, making it stronger. Policies, procedures, important backbone items for Shine. And then they've decided how can we best invest the time that we have into taking the programs to another level. I was so inspired. I left the meeting thinking it's sometimes, like Charles Dickens said in his incredible novel, The Tale of Two Cities, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. Sometimes the worst of times can become the best of times. Sometimes the worst of times can give us the best of times as a gift. Sometimes the opportunities that present themselves in the worst of times can become the best of times. Time. Understand its worth. Remember your duty to make the most of it. Churches are closed today. Let's remember we all live in a world, like we all know it, we feel it, that's been traumatized by the year that has been 2020. It's pretty normal and pretty natural to say, <laughs> let's start over in 2021. But remember, Scripture says we can and we should live counter to the culture. 
that we can live wisely and we can make the most of our times in these crazy times. The way that we do that is by realizing the worth and remembering our duty. Whatever we encounter, wherever we are, realize its worth and remember our duty to it. Any area of our lives, that's how we're going to live. That helps us to live wisely by realizing the worth of what we have and remembering our duty to it. Realizing the worth of our time and remembering our duty to it. And as we do so, we move from wasting time to spending time to investing time. Our lives are filled with productivity and purpose and significance and we live strong connected lives to Jesus where we live counter to the culture where we live lives that are swimming upstream where we live lives that bring glory to God where we live lives that are filled with love from fellow human beings where we live lives that count not only for this time but for eternity that's a life worth living I want that life for myself the other day I was chatting with a friend who showed me a magnificent new diamond ring that she'd been given by her husband. And uh, she showed it off with great pride um, because it was a gift of great price. She definitely, definitely understood the worth of what she was wearing. And because she understood the worth, because she realized the worth, she also realized her duty to take great care with what she'd been given. Christ died for us. His life was a gift of great price. And any time that gospel message, the good news that Christ died for us, gets presented to us, gets told to us, gets reminded to us, we have an opportunity in the moment to make the most of this moment. That is, to realize the worth of his life. But we also have a duty to respond to that. You know, this friend of mine had a, a, a beautiful gift of great price. She realized the worth and also knew her duty to respond to her husband who had presented her with this beautiful gift. So too for us with Jesus. When we realize the worth of his life, that his perfect life was given for us. We remember the duty that we have to respond and to make a decision. For some of you today, this moment right now is a kairos moment, a moment of great significance. God has been speaking to you through the message and you have sensed it. And in this moment now, you're sensing a, a need to respond, a, a, re, a, a duty to respond to him. Not a duty like as in some chore to do, but you know deep inside your heart and soul that there's a response that must come from you in this moment. I would love to lead you in this moment of great significance where you realize the worth of this moment and you also remember the duty to respond in this moment. And it's a big moment and I would love the great privilege of praying for you. And after I've prayed for you, I'm going to lead you in some next steps. So let's pray together, shall we? Father, thank you in this moment for your love, 
Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Jesus, thank you for the enormous and sacrificial worth of your life. In this moment, I want to respond to your gift by saying thank you for dying for me. Thank you for sacrificing your life for me. Thank you for doing that so that I could start friendship and have great friendship with you, Father God. In this moment, I ask you to forgive me of my sin, of where I've gone wrong. And in this moment, I want to tell you that I desire greatly to follow you. And I ask you to help me to do so. I invite you, Holy Spirit, into my life. I invite you to begin to change my life. I invite you to begin to write a new story with my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're in the building today and you made that decision either for the first time or perhaps it was today a moment, like a Kairos moment, a great moment of significance of you coming back to God, we want to warmly congratulate you. And in this moment right now, I'm going to hand back to the host in the service and they will congratulate you and they'll give you some next steps. Church, as we head into this week, let's remember to live wisely and to make the most of every opportunity. We can do that by simply realizing worth and remembering duty. Have an incredible week. Can't wait to see you again next week. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.